The following is an exclusive presentation of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. It's time for BYU Women's Soccer, live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pre-Match Live. Coming up, we'll hear from head coach Jennifer Rockwood, and we'll get a look at today's starting lineups. Let's begin our coverage of BYU Women's Soccer and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Grubel. Good evening, Cougar soccer fans. Welcome pitch side, inside Ute Field on the campus of the University of Utah for an in-state soccer showdown between the two 1-1 one one BYU Cougars and the 1-2-1 one one Utah Utes. The Cougars having snapped a three-game winless run with a resounding 10-0 win over Idaho State in their last game. And the Utes currently on, on a two-game winless stretch, both games away from home. I'm Greg Grubel with your play-by-play call tonight alongside former All-Conference Cougar Paige Barker. And uh, Paige, the Cougars' last game, a game you called on the weekend, uh, was an all-timer. Ten-goal outburst against the Bengals. Second most goals that BYU's ever scored in a single game, surpassed only by the dozen they scored in a 12-0 win over Wyoming back in 1996. And pretty much everyone got in the act on the weekend. Eight players scored and 13 players recorded at least a single point. Goals were coming from literally everywhere. Literally, there were. And it was a really fun game to call because obviously we had a lot to talk about because there was a goal happening, you could say, almost every few minutes. So it was super fun. And it was nice for freshmen to get some goals. And then girls were able to play that normally don't get a lot of minutes. And so it was a fun game to call. But, you know, tonight it makes me – I don't know if it was necessarily the best game to have before Utah because – this is going to be a complete contrast because Idaho State was a little soft. They were nervous. They were hesitant. And tonight, Utah, they're back on their home pitch. It's going to be physical. There's going to be, I'm sure, some not necessarily fights, but, you know, it's going to be brutal. So BYU needs to come at it and put away more goals tonight for sure. It's a typical BYU-Utah environment. Coming up after this break, my pregame conversation with BYU head coach Jennifer Rockwood as BYU women's soccer coverage continues live from Salt Lake City on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pre-Match Live. It's time to get the scoop on today's match from head coach Jennifer Rockwood. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome back to Ute Soccer Field in Salt Lake City. This 2,500-seat venue tonight hosting BYU and Utah in the 31st all-time meeting between these two sides. BYU has won 21 of the preceding 30 matches. The last game played here on the Hill went to the Cougs by a 2-0 scoreline back in 2016. For BYU head coach Jennifer Rockwood and her team, it's a back on the road after a short two-game stint at home, during which BYU went 1-1, one one, a 2-0 setback versus number one Stanford, and that 10-0 win over visiting Idaho State. In our pre-match interview now, brought to you by Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. I asked Jen about uh, how coming off setbacks in back-to-back shutouts set the stage for a scoring resurgence at Southfield. Yes, we, we've played some great games. The last two games, even before Idaho State, we played really well. Obviously, didn't get the ball to fall for us, but uh, kind of unloaded uh, on Saturday night, and it was a lot of fun to get so many different people scoring. What was the key in, in finally seeing what you knew you had in the attack finally come into evidence? I think just the, the confidence that we built in those two prior games even though we didn't get the result we knew we were playing against some really great teams we played with them we created lots of good opportunities and we just wanted to come out and do the same thing no matter who our opponent was we just wanted to go out and do it and uh, I thought the girls had great energy um, and uh, just went right after them and got some really good looks in the first minute we had already I think had a shot and a corner kick and so just like our prior two games we just went at our opponent right from the kickoff. It's unlikely you're going to see tougher teams than the ones you played in those back-to-back games in those top ten sides. Having done that, having played against them, being in the game and, and challenging and threatening, 
not, not that the rest of the season's downhill in any way, mm-hmm. but you have to have left that phase of the season with the belief that we're going to be a very, very good team and, and the play on the field is, has proven it to us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you play those teams to kind of see where you are. And it was very evident uh, from our staff and the players that we were in a good spot and we've continued to build and get better with each game. And we just have to continue with that momentum. And so, you know, we've, we've learned from some tough lessons from some tough opponents and I think it's made us better and stronger and actually more confident. So really looking forward to going into our Utah game, which is always a tough game for us. It's always a close game, but we should be going in with, with good confidence, good energy, and knowing that your goals can come from anywhere. What's the most positive thing you took out of the weekend game with Idaho State? I think just our, our mindset, you know, and, and that's something that's so hard sometimes to be consistent in. And, and that's what I was proud of the girls to come off. Um, really strong and then as we made subs and as we we scored we didn't let down a lot of times you get up a couple goals and you kind of you know stop playing the way you're supposed to play and take some extra touches and, and become a little bit lackadaisical and and they just continue to build and build throughout the game and then our our group that came in a lot of girls hadn't played um any minutes to that point and they went in and took advantage of their opportunity and continued to push and push and again it was it was fun to see some young girls uh, get some first goals you're five games into a season that sees you playing a little bit of a different formation and i guess we could say style as a result but you're still very attacking, obviously. What do you think these five games have shown you, and are you pleased with how the team has adapted to the changes you made? Yeah, we really like the formation that we're playing, and, and one of the things we've been focusing on is trying to read and take the space that our opponents are giving us. You know, with the system we play, our opponents haven't seen it a lot. Now people have been able to watch us on film and maybe uh, can't catch them off guard, but at the same time, we're trying to read the different space. Uh, we feel like we can play in the gaps. We feel like we can play out wide. We can play up over the top if we need to. Uh, we can combine in between and so just again reading what our opponents are giving us and taking advantage of exposing that space what characterizes games against utah just a battle just a a battle Uh, it's such a great rivalry for us you know um it's always seems to be a very close game and um it's different now playing it at the beginning of the season as opposed to back in the day we used to play it at the end but you know we haven't the girls have really approached each game individually and so you know this is our first time we've talked about Utah because we've been focused on other games and sometimes that rivalry is something that you you overlook some games before that and I think the girls have been really focused on each of our games and now we're really focused on Utah so um, you know we should have a, a lot of confidence going into the game knowing that it's going to be physical it's going to be a battle but you know I believe if we keep playing the way we're playing that we're going to see some good results. You know what you're going to get here at Southfield, of course, but the uh, the venue energy has been pretty good up in Salt Lake, too. Yeah, it's been great, and, you know, it's a night game, and I don't remember. We yeah, mostly been day. Yeah, like I think daytimes. with the Pac-12, yeah. we usually uh, have moved it to a day game, and so I think it'll be fun. I think it, the energy will be even more electric. I think more people will actually be there. Hopefully we'll get a good group up there, but I would expect it to be packed and, and really exciting. Even though it'll be a week between games, it's another situation with this back-to-back road games here. You're going on the road the following week, so, again, another tough phase of your non conference schedule to get you ready for league yeah and that's what we wanted to do we've got a few games until we we start off with wcc play um but these guys are road warriors you know it's great you have to play on the road in conference and and hopefully getting ourselves to the NCAA tournament to be confident and sure and marquette that's a a great game for us we only have uh you know the one game this week and then we'll turn around and play a monday game after that so i think we'll be ready um and just really look forward to it all right jen great preview good luck against the Utes. we'll talk to you after the match all right thanks a lot
And that is BYU head coach Jennifer Rockwood coming up next. Our pregame coverage continues, including a conversation with junior forward and former Ute soccer player Ella Ballstead as BYU women's soccer coverage continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougars themselves as we head back to the broadcast booth for our pre-match interview. Here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again from Ute Field on the University of Utah campus in Salt Lake City for tonight's meeting between the Utes and the Cougars. First of four straight games the Utes will play here in the Beehive State. They've got home games in three of the upcoming four. BYU will be off after tonight and then back out on the road next Friday night at Marquette as the Cougars log those non-conference miles in preparation for WCC play. I'm Greg Grubel, joined by former BYU women's midfielder and defender Paige Barker, and you're listening to us on the new skin, BYU Sports Network, on BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143 on satellite, ESPN 960 in Utah County, and BYURadio.org, BYUCougars.com slash live radio, ESPN 960 sports.com, as well as various apps, the BYU Radio app, the BYU Cougars app, or the ESPN 960 app. Well, through five matches, BYU's kind of all even. Uh, Two wins, two losses, and a draw. They've scored 13 goals, allowed six. They've outshot four of five opponents. They've outcornered four of five. And they threatened two top five teams in Texas A&M and Stanford before falling 2-0 to both of those teams. But, Paige, it's reasonable to say that BYU has, for the most part, uh, passed a number of tests already. And the signs are there that this squad will generate enough firepower to win more than their fair share of games here in 2018. Definitely. And I completely agree with Jen when she said that the game against Idaho State was a confidence booster. They scored a lot of goals, and they had a couple assists as well, which means that their groove, they finally found their groove with each other. And I think that's definitely going to play into tonight. And they can believe that they can win this game. So I'm excited to watch and see how it plays out. Time now for our pre-match player interview. And tonight it's a conversation with junior forward Ella Ballstedt playing her first season at BYU after competing for Utah over the last two seasons. I asked Ella how the change of scenery is suiting her after almost a year in her new college home. It's been a super positive experience. Um, I came in here just with super high hopes, hoping for a new, a total new experience and total trust and faith in God that that's where I was supposed to be and it's been everything that I could have wished for. Um, my soccer ability has already grown a ton and I wasn't expecting it to grow that much but it has the coaches have been amazing the team and it's a style of play that I've grown up loving so it's been awesome to be back playing an attacking style and everything so I've been really happy describe what led you to Utah to start with and ultimately what brought you to BYU um I was super intrigued with the Pac-12 and to be able to play against some of the top teams in the country and um, Utah was close to home. It was a new experience, something different than what I'd grown up in, um, just different cultures and things like that. And ultimately, it was a great experience. I learned a ton, and I'm super grateful for the two years that I had at Utah. But I felt like it was time for a change, and doors kind of just opened towards BYU. It was, it was a school that I knew I'd always wanted to play at since I was little, but I felt like Utah was where I was supposed to start, and then I kind of just transitioned over here, and it worked out really smoothly. How'd that transition take place? Um, So basically, I asked for a release from my coaches at Utah, and they gave me the release, and then I just started looking, contacting, so that I could talk to coaches, and I communicated with Jen and Brent, and kind of got in touch with them, and they said, we'd love to have you come play. Um, It the timing was super perfect with the players that they had graduated and things like that and just made sense. I found a house right away 
in Provo, I got accepted into BYU, and it just worked out so smoothly. It was like it was meant to be. So Now that you have Utah on the schedule here this week, what are some initial emotions that come into play? I'm super excited, honestly. It's fun to know how everyone plays on the team, so that I feel like will be an advantage for me. It's definitely a mental game, whether or not, like for everyone, even when I played at Utah, it was always a mental game to play BYU, so everyone's going to come out fighting, but I'm stoked to go out and play against some of my old teammates and just go out and win. I believe we're the better team. I believe we have a lot of talent and potential, and it will be a great fight, but we should come out on top. Would you say you left Utah in a good frame of mind, amicably, you don't hit the field on Friday with the animosity, things like that? No, not at all. I definitely left super peacefully, and all my teammates back there are super happy for me. They wanted what was best for me, and I really appreciate that, to have true teammates and friends that even if I can leave there, they can still be super happy for me and my success. So, yeah, there's no hard feelings or anything. It should be a super positive experience. So definitely um, competitive for mm-hmm. sure, but it'll be fun. Since you know I'm so well and their style, what do you expect out of the Utes? Um, they're very defensive-minded. I believe that they know we're an attacking team, so they're going to pack it in a ton and not want us to go to goal and score. But you can only do that for so long, so I think we can definitely break that down and get into their heads and put a couple away, and it'll shut them down pretty quickly. They're afraid to lose, and so that's why they're so defensive-minded. So I think we have the perfect mentality to shut that down. Okay. Whether down here or up there, great crowds for BYU and Utah always. For sure, yeah. There are always a ton, and I was laughing because my friend was asking me if he'll get in trouble for wearing blue there, and I was like, honestly, we'll probably have more BYU fans. We have such an awesome big crowd wherever we go, even down in Salt Lake. So it'll be awesome, and I, I'll have some Utah friends down there cheering for both sides, which will be so fun. My grandparents are diehard Utah fans, but they'll be in blue for me. Right and on. it's super awesome, especially to play in Utah. Just that in-state rivalry will get fans from everywhere, so it'll be awesome. Since you guys have gone back-to-back games without a goal to get 10 against Idaho State, it seems like the floodgates just opened for you. Yeah, for sure. I was laughing. I was like, I guess we just saved all 10 goals for <laughs> Idaho State. But I think that we, since we broke the ice, we can have that confidence going forward. Like, no, we are a goal-scoring team. That's what we do best, and we attack well. And I think now that we've put those 10 goals away, that we should just come out with that much fire again against Utah and be confident knowing that we can score goals and good ones, too. It wasn't like they yeah. were sloppy. So. And isn't the biggest thing, too, is confidence? I mean, you guys knew you had it in you to see it finally come out and play out that way oh of course confidence is so key and I think all of our attackers have that confidence to go forward and then we have confidence in each other to put each other's slots away and things like that like we have so much confidence in each other that like there's nothing that can stop us in the attack so finally you're roughly a quarter of the way through the season now you've played five games does it feel like you're just scratching the surface of potential with this team yeah it really does I feel like we have so much potential I've played on lots of different teams and just the atmosphere and the relationships that we all have it's so positive and awesome that I truly believe we're just breaking the ice we're just getting there we have so much potential this season I'm excited to see what we do Ella great talking to you good luck against your old team with your new team thank you thank you I appreciate it all right that is BYU junior forward Ella Ballstead Cougar pre-match live continues after this live from Ute Field in Salt Lake City on the new skin BYU Sports Network Welcome back to Cougar Pre-Match Live, getting you ready for BYU women's soccer. For more pre-match coverage, here is the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome back to the University of Utah and Ute Soccer Field. Utes and Cougars coming up at the top of the hour, just after the top of the hour. 7.05 is our mountain time kick. For Utah, it's a chance to shake off a second heartbreaking defeat. Both of the Utes' two losses 
have come in very sudden fashion in their home opener on almost the final kick of the match against Minnesota. And then last weekend at Kansas on a double overtime golden goal. I talked with Utah head coach Rich Manning a short time ago here on the pitch about why uh, some call soccer the cruelest sport and how his team is a once again in bounce back mode here tonight. Well, for sure we're ornery. We, 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 uh, it's been a long week when you have a, a loss like we did at Kansas last week and you have a whole week to train. You know, you feel like, you, okay, it's good, we got to get on it. We want, so they're raring to go. But those are good lessons for us this time of year. And, you know, just a reminder that we got to take care of the details. Do you feel that you're better than your record through four games? Playing better than your record? Well, Bill Parcells would say. You are. No. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the reality is we've been really good defensively. We've competed very well. We've played together well. Um, it, we need to get on track offensively. We did a little bit against Kansas, um, and we're hoping to do that tonight. Okay. Is there a missing link for you right now in terms of the attack, putting it all together? Yeah, I think, I think one, we really were just gripping it too tight and pressing during those, during those first three or four games. And, and maybe losing a tight game in the opener didn't help that. Um, and the Kansas game was the first one where I felt like we were relaxed, at least in the second half, and actually, hey, let's pass the ball, let's make decisions out here and work. And everything else had been up to that was just like grind it and grit, we got to do this. And I think a lot of people were trying to take it on themselves. The normal things that happens when maybe you, want, you, you really want it bad and it's not happening yet. So I see signs, but certainly tonight's another opportunity for us to get it going. Okay. You've played and coached in so many games over the years. Have you seen a stranger goal than the one Haley scored late in the Kansas no, game? No, and I didn't see it. I was talking to a player to get her ready to go in the game, and I didn't see it till out, you know an hour after the game. Uh, good on her, though, yeah, you know? alert. And, yeah, she did a great job with it, and we needed to salt that game away, and we didn't, unfortunately. Okay, you've just played three straight away games, right? To, to be home for a little bit, granted, you're going to play a Utah State game on the road, but you're in the state for a while now. Chance to settle in and get comfortable? Yeah, no question. Get some practice days in, get here on our field. we got a lot of new players, and I think they're happy to be here. Um, and just keep grinding it. You know, it's a long season, and I think we have more than we've shown, and I'm excited to get toward it working towards it. In contrast to BYU, which is kind of alternating keepers here, you've settled on your keeper clearly, and how do you like the way you've played in that? Carly's been great. She worked so hard in the offseason, and she really she changed her body physically, and mentally, I think she's much more in command back there this year, which I love. Um, and I'm excited for her. She's really worked hard for this. Okay. Not too often that, that teams from these two sides change sides in the course of a college career, but BYU has one of your former players in Ella. That whole transition and wish her well, how's that all shaken out? Ella's a great person. We love her family. Uh, we miss them tailgating here on the sideline. Uh, tonight, we want to beat her and the team. Uh, but other than that, it's all good. Okay. And the BYU-Utah games in general, whether it's here or down at Southfield, the building's packed usually, great venue, good vibes, good energy. The girls have to be excited for these kinds of games. They are lit. They are so fired up. And it's almost one of the few games of the year where you have to just say, okay, relax, you know. Um, and that's a ni- it's nice. I, people ask the Pac-12 network people, people ask me, well, what does this game mean? And I go, it's, it's just great for the sport. You know, we need attention. And this is a great way for us to get attention within our state and within the college soccer community. The Pac-12 games will obviously mean a ton to you, but do you still, as a coach, get a little amped up for the BYU game every year too? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we have new players on our team that are not from Utah, from out of state, and I always wonder, what do they think about it? And they come in here and they just jump right in. They get an education, don't they? Yeah, they really do.
Okay, and then the last thing, I guess, would be uh, this series continues to go year in, year out, here and there. Nothing would ever change, right, as far as you're concerned? No, Jennifer and I feel the same way. We want to keep it going. We'd love to do something, an event-type thing at a big, big venue. Um, you know, I think some of the, the Real Salt Lake people have contacted us about it, and, you know, we want to showcase our game. All right, Rich, good to be with you again. Thanks for your time. Thanks. Have a great night. All right, that is Utah head coach Rich Manning. Time now for tonight's Wilner and O'Reilly's Laws of the Game feature brought to you by Wilner and O'Reilly. Immigration solutions in Utah and abroad at wilneroreilly.com. And here's tonight's rules question. In determining whether a player is in an offside position, which part or parts of the player's body are the deciding factor? The answer is coming up next, as well as tonight's starting lineups and the opening kickoff. As Cougar Pre-Match Live continues in a moment, live from Salt Lake City on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Match Live, getting you ready for BYU women's soccer. For more pre-match coverage, here is the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. We are back at Ute Field in Salt Lake City. BYU and Utah straight ahead. Starting lineups are coming up. First up, the answer in tonight's soccer rules question in Wilner and O'Reilly's Laws of the Game segment. We'll actually pause for that while we join our national anthem here at Ute Field. Let's rise and remove our hats for the national anthem. All right, now to our answer in this evening's rules question with our Wilner and O'Reilly's Laws of the Game segment. Here is tonight's rules question. In determining whether a player is in an offside position, which part or parts of the player's body are the deciding factor? And according to Rule 11.1, the position of any part of the player's head, body, or feet will be the deciding factor, not the player's arms. So your arms can be off, nothing else can be. And that's Laws of the Game, brought to you by Wilner and O'Reilly. And this is BYU Women's Soccer on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.